This episode of the podcast is my conversation with Bazooka Joe, formerly known as John Smith, and Rob Crooks. They have a collaborative album called Schadenfreude coming out December 29th. Although they've both obviously moved in each other's circles a lot over the past decade or more within the local Winnipeg hip-hop scene, this is the first time they've collaborated together on an album. We talk about that, we talk about the way hip-hop has changed over the years, we talk about their various solo projects and uh, how they came together, we talk about Schadenfreude's unique sound, and a lot more. It's the holiday season, and if you feel like spreading some holiday cheer, please head over to patreon.com witchpolice, and for as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the show. The show is always going to be free, we're never going to charge uh, for people to listen, but any amount of donation, even if it's a dollar a month, uh, is a big help for the podcast. It helps with um, equipment upgrades, helps with paying for web hosting, for paying for the gas that it costs me to drive from house to house to house to apartment to jam space to back of a truck to wherever to do these interviews, and a lot of little incidentals like that. So anything you feel like donating will be fantastic. Uh, of course, it's completely voluntary. The show will always be free. But one perk of being a patron is that you occasionally get some extra bonus content. Now, this isn't something I've done much of in the last year, just because I've been so busy with putting out two episodes a week. But it's something I'm intending to ramp up starting in 2019. So if you're a patron on the show, uh, you receive some bonus content, including some additional episodes that won't be heard by the regular listening audience. So if you sign up right now as a patron, over the holidays, I'm going to be releasing an episode that isn't coming out. It was something that was recorded earlier this year, and for various reasons, which I'll get into on the show, it, it never happened. So if you want to hear that episode, hear what band it is, find out why it happened, and just listen to what is otherwise a really good uh, interview, you can do that by becoming a patron on the show. If you don't want to, totally fine. You'll still get two episodes a week in perpetuity. Thanks again for listening, and appreciate all your support. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre. To find out what great shows they have coming up, please visit myparktheatre.com. You're listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network. Please radio. I am uh, in Robin's Donuts. Um, we're here to talk about a new record that's coming out, uh, hopefully shortly after you hear this. And uh, you know, it's a podcast. You could hear it six years from now or something, and then at that point, uh, it won't be hard to get the album, I guess. Hopefully not. But uh, unless, yeah, unless civilization is crumbled. Right, which is potential. Yeah. It, it could happen. It could yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, but I'm here with uh, two people who have been on the show before, um, Bazooka Joe and Rob Crooks. Hello, hello. And you have an album together, a collaborative record. And before we even kind of go into that, am I correct in thinking that this is something that's been in the works for a while? Because I remember you talking about this, like, it seems like years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's like, we're in year five, I think. Could be. Yeah. So, in various different gestations, you know. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's a good place to start then, is what, why has it taken this long to get this record out? Life? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're just old and not as dedicated 
as we once were. But you both, or at least I could say I am. You both put out stuff since, though, in that time period, yeah. right? I mean, I, I know you, I know you have, Rob. But I'm, you... I'm dedicated. <laughs> yeah, I, I no, it's lo- me. I it's me. Lot, but I have a lot of doubts. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's probably me. I've, I've spent the last five years just smashing my head against the wall, so, um, yeah. But it's here. It's here. It's, it made it's it. really good. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's proof that we're dedicated. Yes. Right, that you... You overstaying after all this time and this over is yeah. a fucking triumph. Was it like five years ago? Was it already com- completed? Like, has it been no, sitting no, around, no. or have you been working on it sort of slowly it's since? Been wor- it's been worked on. Like, it, like the version you will hear is like absolutely like the most updated version. Okay. And I hope so. <laughs> has it? I mean, just I don't want to dwell too much on the time frame that it took you to make it, but has it changed significantly since when you kind of first started doing it, or is it you've been consistently kind of building the same thing? I think we've been building the same thing. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I think I think the songs that matter are still there. There's there's a couple a couple things got cut for um, you know to keep things spelt. Yeah. But um, but the meat, what we started with is is there. Okay. And the sentiment of the of the start of the record is 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 definitely intact. So what is the meat of the record? Like, I mean, for someone you know who hasn't heard it. How do you describe it? People know, obviously, both of your work separately, probably, and I think that there's different things that come to mind with each of you, but... Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's, I do all the rapping. Rob makes all the music. Um, it's... I've, just for brevity's sake, I've been telling people it's it's kind of a dark party record. Okay. It's called Schadenfreude. Um, for people who don't know, Schadenfreude is to enjoy watching people fail or suffer right um and so it's you know it's it's kind of standing outside of yourself watching kind of uh kind of self-destructive kind of self-destructive fun basically occur watching watching in that from outside of yourself um so yeah so so yeah shorthand it's a dark party record it's it's a it's hard, fast rap. A lot of it definitely sounds like rooted in the 80s. Okay. Um, you know, there's times when I'm listening to it where it kind of sounds like Gary Newman, you know, like the music. Right. And then the raps, you know, I'm, I go pretty hard on a, few of the, on a few of them. There's not a lot of uh, kind of lolling, swinging, 80 BPM kind of, okay. you know, backpack rap type stuff. There's, there's no, there's there's no not, chill moments. Yeah, there's no chill. There's no chill on the record. <laughs> the record has no chill. Um, how does the uh, how does the collaboration work? Like, did you already have the beats beforehand, or was this all kind of developed as a group? Yeah, like I would I would have had beats, and then I would have sent them to Joe. Okay. He would have selected the beats, wrote to them, and then uh, we would have recorded demos, and then I would uh, do post production stuff. Okay. Build okay. build yeah. on the beats from there. Lots, lots of demoing in in strange places, yeah. like squat, squatting, demoing. Okay. You know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were, I think we were in, what's that neighborhood? We were, we were in a neighborhood in Winnipeg that looks like a forest. Okay. Um, yeah, in the kind of sunroom of a. Oh, for Gary. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Wildwood. Yeah, Wildwood. Yeah. If anyone knows Wildwood. I don't. That sounds like it could be a forest though. I could, it's yeah. it's. It's a strange neighborhood there's off Pemina. There. There's wild like, turkeys. Turkeys? turkeys. Yeah, yeah. yeah like if you walk around, there's, there's goddamn turkeys. Yeah, it looks like so you're at the 
at the cottage. Does deer and shit run around too and everything? Like, oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where Gruff. The, that's where Gruff the Druid is from. Okay. okay. Or his folks, anyways. They stayed in Wildwood, or maybe did. I don't know. But you know, he's a nature dude. Yeah, he likes and, the trees and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Wildwood yeah. is 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 the spot. So we recorded some demos there. Cool. Um, just various small rooms in disrepute. Um, yeah, lots of whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of demoing and, and refining or whatever. Cool. Well, I think a lot of people maybe have the idea that when, you know, someone's making beats and someone's rapping on them, that it's almost just like, okay, here you go, here's the beats that we want with them. But obviously there's a lot more collaboration oh, yeah. going and on. So, yeah. Like, anything I would do with the beats, I would send to Joe, and we would, we'd, we'd get together and we'd listen to it and we'd shoot the shit and just kind of see how we, we were feeling about it. Okay, okay. Yeah, what, what needs to stay, what needs to go, what's missing. Yeah. Um... And I think that's a product of how long we've both been at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- that's a pattern for me in the way I write is, you know, collect the beats, you know, listen to them, figure out where the feeling, where I, where I feel strongly about things and then, yeah. and then write to them afterwards. I know you've both kind of worked together in the past in that you've been on albums that each other have done or each other have guested on and everything, but have you ever worked in this capacity together? Have you ever done anything, this level of collaboration? No. No, I don't know. <laughs> this is one word answer. No. Yeah. Why? What else do you No, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. <laughs> this, this is the first one, but we're, we're already planning towards more material. So. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess what is it about each other's work? Because you're obviously fans of each other's work to begin with before this even happened, right? So, like, you know, what do you hear in Rob's beats, and then what do you hear in his in his vocals that you think it makes a good combination? Well, in Joe's raps, like, Joe fucking raps so hard on everything, and it's so fucking like I, I'm still catching lyrics, and I'm still catching like metaphors or jokes or okay. like something clever that's like blows me away. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, like years like you said after hearing it for the first time so um, I think there's that dedication to like real rapping and real MC yeah that uh, I really appreciate and yeah I love it and I, would, I can't wait to hear more of it yeah and, and for me so much of so much of what I want out of modern rap music I'm not yeah. getting and um, and by that I mean like there's uh Things things move fairly slowly. There's kind of, at least on a mainstream level, there's a lot of like kind of sparse landscapey stuff, mm-hmm. meandering kind of, kind of singing and mumbling. And, and and for my and just for me, like just in period across the board, way too much fucking singing. <laughs> well, um, and and so I like, I like, a lot of, dark, loud, fast music. Right. You know, like, growing up. In a place like Churchill, everybody was listening to metal, and you know, so you listen to metal, but you don't just listen to a little bit of metal. You listen to all the metal, you know. Well, so you take that aggression and put it into whatever. Yeah, you're doing. yeah. and I always liked the faster stuff. You know, I like like Razor and yeah, Anthrax. Yeah. yeah, You know, so you know, kind of thrash stuff or whatever. And and rap was in the '80s. You still had a lot of fast, dark, hard yeah, charging totally. stuff like Public Enemy. You know, is is probably the best example of that and so I'm always trying to make that record if there's or that goes for anything in rap if there's not enough of something for me then I'll then I'll do it you know like I'm the record I made with Murdoch a few years ago was you know for all intents and purposes a a Manitoban take on a G-Funk album okay you know and and that's because I love G-Funk 
and I wish there was more of it, you know? So, so yeah, so Rob hits me up with some beats. They sound sometimes, like I said, like Gary Newman, and yeah. sometimes like Joy Division, and sometimes like vintage Rick Rubin kind of shit. Sure. It's a little tinny. It's, at times, it's, it's a little abrasive at times, which is, for me... Yeah, it fits, right? Yeah, something I'm happy to be a part of. sheet the poltergeist scaring you soundboard burial i want more beer but think goes early like ontario 2 30 morning 11 on my stereo my princess in another castle fuck it i ain't mario my merry go round going to town singing karaoke in a bouncy castle hassle me i'm bound to tear it open when i'm fried carry me till i get in the door and when i die bury me inside the liquor store Two chains when I walk the street Ground and pound, gain severe when I get on top the beat Bro, let me bang, cutting weight was how I cut my teeth Now nothing sweet except the bitters in my mug on freeze You lean to the left, you lean to the right But I ain't picking sides, my party go all night Your party anti-drunk, then how your party pro-life My party can't be bothered, we already know your type You lean to the left, you lean to the right
what you were just saying, kind of about you know too much fucking singing, <laughs> all, all that stuff. Like, do you do you think that what you guys have done is going to appeal to the kids who are into that kind of stuff, or do you even care? Like, no, is it just, I'm, I'm. They're not the audience. I, I, the audience for speaking it. for me, I'm way way beyond that. Yeah. You know, like, um, I don't make music for kids. Yeah. I don't care what kids think. Kids shouldn't listen to me. <laughs> um, and and yeah, so I, I mean, I like, especially, you know, when I'm exposed to it, or especially something like, you know, when a lot of my friends work with kids or whatever, I like yeah. going to those showcases and seeing that kind of stuff. Um, but as far as reaching out to them or any, or any sort of mainstream audience, uh, I've, I've, I took a few steps towards the mainstream in the early 2000s, yeah. and thanks. That's the last call at Robin's Donuts. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, where was I? The, 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 oh, yeah, kids. Yeah, uh, I'm not for them. They're not for me. Um, I, I hope people who know and appreciate rap music and its history yeah. and... And, and independent music in its history appreciate it. Yeah, sure. It's yeah. almost at a level where it's, it's, it's another genre, you know? Yeah, so it's yeah. Like, so it's like you're almost asking us, you know, will people who like a different genre than the album we made like this? And it's yeah, like, no, well, they, they shouldn't, right? They, yes. they, yeah. If they do, great, but that's not the yeah. point. No, fair enough, yeah. 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 Well, I, yeah, I guess it's just uh, <coughs> things seem so different now. I mean, like, you know, especially bo- both of you, having seen you play shows and stuff, 10, 15, however many years ago, like yeah. it's a completely different landscape, right? Oh yeah. And I mean, you're still doing not the same music, obviously. Things have changed in what you do too, but I mean, you're still doing what you were doing, and mm-hmm. the whole rest of everything is just completely gone like backwards, almost. Well, not uh, backwards is the right word because it's progressed, I guess. But yeah. Well, Winnipeg, know. and I and I think this of a lot of kind of mid-sized cities. I think you know people really really root for you when, yeah. when when they see something about to happen and then you know it's and and they and it's they kind of move at the same age that you do right so it's like in university when you're fucking charged up about things and you really feel like you're going to grab life by yeah. the balls yeah and and go to town and make a difference um i think as that energy subsides people you know they they get married they have kids yeah, or, yeah. or whatever their path is but it doesn't involve being at the Garrick Hotel bar on a Saturday right, night, right. you know, like wondering why they didn't bring their their uh, earbuds or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, their noise cancers yeah. or whatever. Um, <laughs> well, I think so. It's- so it's like, you know, we we had that time, and then it's like I've seen a lot of people come after that. Yeah, and yeah. It's like, yeah. and every and the city rallies behind them, and not just in hip hop music, but but everything, right? Um, but I think there is a bit of exhaustion that doesn't, doesn't come when you make um, like the linear step forward, right? When it, when you stop getting bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger, yeah. You know, when you when you hit your apex after that, it's like, well, you're around, right? Um, and and yeah, it's it's I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It also, you know, I mean, at a, for for a while there, our DJ like was booking a lot of the shows we were getting we were playing okay you know what i mean it's like i'm not promoting shows I'm yeah not, yeah half the time i'm not at the shows you know yeah yeah well i guess i have like a couple different questions based on that like what you just yeah. said rob about how like it's not it doesn't matter like it's a different genre it's not those that audience isn't your audience in the first place so why is it even yeah and i think that the reason i'm asking that you're right it's a stupid question because it it, it is a different thing yeah and but there are still kids who listen 
to, to, to both, work, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or listen to like the type of stuff we're making. Right? Sure. Like, sure. I guess the reason the reason I'm asking mainly is is because I have trouble kind of as someone who you know obviously don't listen to as much hip hop as you guys do, but I do listen to a fair amount, and I did for, have for a long time, and I have a hard time wrapping my head around what kids kids are doing now, and and, and, and like. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel bad about it because I feel like, like, well, at first I was thinking, like, if I don't get this, what's wrong with me? What am I missing? Is there something about this that I'm just not picking up on? And I've been talking to a lot of people about it just over the last few months and whatever. And I think I came to the realization that I'm not supposed to like it. Like, yes. if, I, if I like it, they're doing it wrong. Because these kids are, like, 20 years old. I'm a 36-year-old dad. Yeah. You know, it's not f- for me. Sure, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, that's something I started talking about a few years ago with friends and it's like you know sometimes you don't see people that you used to go to shows with yeah. all the time for for six months a year whatever right but yeah I remember uh, actually working it out in conversation and arriving at a place where it was just like this isn't for me yeah. I'm old yeah. you know like and it's cool to keep your finger on the pulse you know and especially if that's your gig right like if that's how you make your money whether you're a DJ or yeah. a promoter or whatever then then you got to do that, but uh, I think the way to, the way that I've been able to kind of wrap my head around it is that it's not for me. I'm not supposed to get it, but that doesn't mean that the stuff that I like is dead. Well, it doesn't mean it's gone. Yeah. It can still exist, coexist with this new stuff. The thing is, like, w- and take influence from the both. The type of yeah. stuff you're talking about, where it's like the, the kind of trap influence, yeah. like um, you know, like sad boy rap or, yeah. or whatever the case may be. Like, I, I I think I get it. Like, it's it's cool. I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm not for it. It yeah. is what it is. But like, from my experience of talking to people who are into that, they are dead set against the shit we grew up on. Sure, right? sure. De- they don't want to hear '90s rap. They yeah. don't give a fuck about, you know, Public Enemy. They don't give a fuck about um, Gangstar. Yeah, whatever. The fuck whatever, you, yeah. whatever. And that and that's fine. So it's it's just completely, you know, this people are still making that stuff, right? People yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That, that There's that whole industry of of kind of like. Rappers with minor hits in the yeah. in the golden era who can who can just tour that shit all the oh, time yeah. And, yeah. And, and especially do it in like Germany and Japan and shit like that, yeah. right? But yeah, I mean, I don't know. A lot of those kids, in you know, if they were in Winnipeg, they might be into that acapella battling or something, right? Like that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That's, that's the aesthetic, um, and that's also that's also something I don't do. You know, like something I can appreciate yeah. the skill of, but don't want to be involved in. You know, like. I have no fucking patience for that stuff. <laughs> I really don't. I've watched a few of them. Like I know there's millions of videos on YouTube, right? And I've seen like, a few of those things, and yeah, it's uh, it seems all pre-written. Oh, it is. It, it is, is all, yeah. but there is there's freestyling. Yeah, yeah you there's can tell some elements. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Just, you can hear people reacting in real time. And obviously, some people are going to be better at than others. But it's just to me, it's like you you write a, a comedy routine in rap form. Yeah, yeah. It's like. Whatever, I don't want to shit on it, but... Yeah, no, it's okay. You can yeah. shit on it if you want to. I think it was, yeah, it was something I fronted on until until someone I respect a lot showed me a few. Right. And, and that got me... That's how, to, that's how everything yeah. works, yeah. And that yeah. got me to a place where it's like, I can I can definitely appreciate yeah. some of this. Yeah. Uh, but not to the point of putting any energy into chasing it around or anything right. like that. Yes, 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 yes,
William Matar. <laughs> yeah, that's that fucking commercial. It's like an injury. Is it actually like, it's a, like, like the new Jim the Hammer Shapiro? Jim the Hammer Shapiro is great. Yeah. 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 All right. R.I.P. <laughs> Jim the Hammer Shapiro. Is he dead? I don't know. I think he. I he probably is. If he's not on TV, he's got to be dead. Right? <laughs> that motherfucker is dead. I don't want to get whatever channel that was. Fox. Fox Rochester. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Jim the Hammer. Yeah. Rochester Americans, AHL. That's right. WDIV, Mort Crims, Chump of the Week. Fucking Devil's Lake, Grand Forks. <laughs> WDAZ? Yeah. The, the, Mort, t- the Mort, 80s. Isn't Mort Crim from that fucking television show? Uh, well, he we grew up on Detroit TV, and Mort Crim was the elder <laughs> statesman of Detroit News. Mort Crim's a real guy? Yeah. That's a great name. Because they have him in the They show put him Detroiters. on the Detroiters. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I didn't. No, that's I actually. That that's I love the TV show The Detroiters because we had Detroit television right, so you know in Manitoba. <laughs> I'm watching them like thinking about the Dietrich Furs commercial, which they kind of made fun of, <laughs> which was just a woman in a fur coat and a bikini skiing down a fucking uh, hill <laughs> while the, Dietrich, while, the while someone crooned about Dietrich Furs in the back. Sounds like a great commercial. It's gr- it was great when you were like nine. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. was it was exciting. That's that's watch a night court. Yeah, and then some a bikini, a woman in a bikini skiing down a hill coat. with a fur coat on. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where to go from there. That's such a random. That's a great show though, Detroiters. I haven't seen it. It's funny. I don't know what it is. I don't even know what they it is. just canceled it, and it's the best. Did they? Eh? Yeah. It's not mind blowing, but it's funny. Yeah. But now that you told me that about the commercials, because I remember having Detroit TV, but I don't remember those commercials. Yeah. No, they... that fucking takes it to another level. Yeah, it's. It's uh, wow, the best. That is crazy. Um, okay, let's uh, <laughs> try to talk about something. Yeah. Right, the album. Um, when is the album actually coming out? That's, December uh, December 29th, yeah. which is also my 40th birthday. Okay. Was that timed on purpose, or I, did it just work out that it way? It just seemed like as the... As we were running out of time, it was like, let's, yeah, let's I do I think this. it was just time, and, like, we could have sat on it for a couple months more, but what the fuck, why just get it out there already, and so we can move on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After all the time, at what point did you determine it was done? Like, when did you know this is kind of like, or is it just sort of putting a stop to it because otherwise it'll keep going? Like, or, or is it, like, did, was there a point where you realized, okay, this is actually the end, this is complete, or could it have lasted another five years? No, I, I think we... I think we were, we knew we were done. We knew we were going to trim the fat a little bit. And then there was one last 
beat that Rob gave me, he was like, this is, this is a heater, take this. And that became the Zero Theorem, which is the first song on the record. And I felt like that was a good bookend. Like okay. it, it was okay. like, like I said, the record's about, you know, kind of dark partying and that, and it's definitely about my life at a time. That time okay. is years okay. past, you know what I mean? So not, not that I haven't, you know, like partied in five years or whatever, but, right. but a very specific, uh, point in my life is kind of encapsulated in this record. And, uh, and upon presentation of the beat for zero theorem, after I wrote that song, I knew, okay, this is, yeah. this is it. Not only is this the first song on the record, but it, it'll be the last song we need okay. for the record to okay. be complete. One of the things that kind of has come up a lot on this show, whether, you know, a lot of the time it's with bands, you know, with five, six people, whatever, is that once they've recorded an album and it's ready to be put out, they're sick of the songs already. Like, by the, all, the, all the work they put into it, it's kind of like now they don't care anymore. They want to, they sound different. Things, you know, things are working on have changed and everything. And, I mean, if you're focusing on that specific part of your life in these songs that, that already has happened all those years ago, did they seem... Like, does it seem weird that you're you're still for doing these now at this time? If that makes sense, like yeah, no, of course. Uh, it, for me, it doesn't. But I'm I'm self obsessed with my records. Okay. You know, some okay. people like put out a record they don't. They're like, I never li- listen to my record. Or some people are in a movie and they're like, ah, I never watch. Right, my, I've never seen. I never yeah, watch yeah. myself on screen. No, not me. Never, never, never. I listen to my shit all the time. I, I love the way this record sounds and and even though the narrative of the songs is no longer my narrative sure. presently uh, it now it becomes a different thing right now now you now you hand it over to people and they react to it you know and it, and and for the people that it really like takes root with then that's that's the, the next part in the logical life okay. of the record okay. so I mean, maybe if I was being really vile on the album or something. Right, right, right. But you know, like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't feel bad about any of it. I don't feel any qualms okay. about the record. Okay. Well, and if you're if you're gonna be working on new stuff once this is out, you know, collaborating again, do you have to sort of change your mindset because you're now all these years later from when this one was originally started, or are you kind of already in the flow of putting stuff together where you have found a good yeah combination? Like it's it's like wherever you go there you are like okay. it's new songs are new songs you right. know so they're gonna come from the new place so you don't have to turn it off and say okay this, this last record was about the old shit now we're gonna do something different and then it has yeah. to sound different like is I, that I think I think like I think I don't know if our sound is gonna change that much but the content might change yeah of course you know? yeah. and are you Rob are you just uh, I mean I guess you don't know what you guys are doing in the future but is the idea that you're going to be producing and you're, he's going to be rapping, or is there going to be a chance of you uh, doing vocals on any of these as well? Yeah, I mean, who knows? I think uh, I think Joe will definitely stay the primary sure. vocalist. Um, whether or not I rap on more songs, that's yet to be seen. Okay. Who okay. knows? Are there any guests on the record? No, I'm I'm the only one other one who raps. Okay. I rap on one song. Okay. And then it's all Joe. Yeah. He also just contributes some lovely lovely singing to one of the songs I know I disparaged yeah, singing, singing earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. this singing sounds like um uh like what's how would I explain it like are you singing it, a hook the, or? The, the, the singing sounds like 
um, you're driving around in a yellow Fiero. <laughs> That's really specific. On the Autobahn <laughs> in 1987. Okay, okay. That's... Is that, that the vibe you were going for when you, uh, when you put that down? Yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah. 87 Fiero. That's exactly it. I'm surprised he got it so point on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think listeners will uh, be able to figure that out? Oh, yeah, it's yeah, obvious, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Just endlessly putting on sunglasses and taking off right. sunglasses yeah. in the yellow Fiero. I don't think I know what a Fiero is, but I have a picture in my head of what it might be based on the P- description. Picture a, Listen. picture a cool car and then picture it smaller. <laughs> <laughs> is this um, is this coming out on a label at all, or are you guys just self-releasing it? Uh, Eat 'em Up Records. Oh, cool. Okay. Is is the label? So my relationship with Eat 'em Up is a byproduct of my relationship with Anthony Bueno. Yeah. Who, uh, who I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this are familiar with. Yeah, He's, for sure. Definitely like a Winnipeg legend, wrestler slash rapper slash rock star. Yeah. Um, the man with the magic briefcase. <laughs> um, and yeah, so my relationship with Anthony kind of led me to get tighter with the Eat 'em Up guys post okay. after Anthony had passed yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so yeah, so it's it's that's who it's coming out with. Have they released hip hop records before? Is it multi? I mean, it's supposed to be punk stuff, right? I mean, yeah, some punk, some country, a lot of country right, actually. Right. Yeah. 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 But um, uh, they put out uh, two records by a group called The Chillas. Yeah, okay, I remember which seeing Which is that, yeah, pretty, yeah. like, fun, twisted, uh, kind of, we're all from the North End-ish, you know. Um, some of the boys are from the Central Hood or, or the right. West End. But but uh, definitely that, you know, jumbo pizza, 3 a.m. aesthetic. Sure, sure. Um, but, yeah, beyond that, the, it's them and us, you know. It's also coming out on uh, Marathon of Dope in Europe. Digital. Oh, in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and Tom DeHeater, who runs that label, also mastered it. So. Okay. Cool. Cool. He he had a part in the record as well. Is there? You know, the first rap show I ever played was at a Mo Bigsley show. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I I was gonna ask. Okay, is this a thing that actually happened, or am I just misremembering this? Did we go to the Wax Museum, and there was a show that you were playing, like when you were super young, and Bueno and his brother were rapping with puppets. Did that happen? It was. What was it? Um, Anthony's brother Jimmy Boyle. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah. rapping and he, it was puppets, he was right? doing some rapping. Yeah, and he saw me at the Mo Bigsley show. Okay, okay. And invited me to rap at the Wax Museum. Oh, that's how that happened. Yeah. Okay, because I remember I have this vague memory of this happening, and I didn't know if that show was real, but yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys were really into yeah, that stuff, eh? I mean, despite him being known as the guy from the Squareheads, like yeah, I'm just kinda, yeah, yeah, and Mo Bigsley, of course. Yeah, yeah. we've he. Uh, him and I listened to a lot of Cypress Hill together. Oh yeah, yeah. the good Cypress Hill. <laughs> right, the first, the first couple albums. Do you? Th- I mean, Eat 'Em Up, like you said, they've got country stuff as well, and they have the, those Chillers albums. But do you think that it being kind of known as a punk label is going to maybe generate some interest in that audience? Because I know, I mean, Rob, I know you've played shows with punk bands before, and you probably have as well, right? Yeah. Like, do you think there's enough crossover in Winnipeg? I, I, you know, again, because the hip hop thing is so weird now, because there's all this, you know. Fucking singing and yeah, <laughs> and all that, right? Like, well, and there's not a, there's not a lot of like DIY releases going right, on, yeah, yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like it's more about getting a video out and stuff for the yeah, like for those Snapchat younger cats, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, making everything look so fucking polished and professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah everything looks very pretty. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, it's it's just a different world, right? And and uh, the eat 'em up guys, you know, they got their shop. Um, so you know you can, yeah, you can, have physical, you can yeah, yeah. actually sell physical copies out of that place yeah that's awesome not have to run around consigning stuff and and yeah they're just good dudes that um, that I think musically we share the same philosophy mm-hmm. um, which is you know like 
here is here is a small thing that you can do to to uh, alleviate <laughs> the uh, alleviate kind of screaming into the void or whatever. And, sure. And uh, and you know put some records out and have some people listen to them and meet With, those people and listen to their records and and so on and so forth. Isn't that essentially what punk is in the first place too? I mean, yeah. you're screaming, you know, screaming into the void, so you might as well scream on a record and. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just drink a few beers and hang out and make some fucking music, you know? So you're making physical copies of Higa then, if they're being sold in the store, or is it just Yeah, we're, we're going to do cassettes, Okay, is what we're going to do. And, uh, you know, you, you can get it, you can, you'll get a, your digital download with the right. with the cassette, or, or you can just go straight digital if you're from the future. Are tapes still a big thing um, as far as rap goes? Cause, I mean, I know some genres like metal, for example, and hardcore and stuff, tapes never really stopped, right? Yeah. I mean, uh he, a lot of bands never released anything on any other format you know hardcore bands and stuff but yeah I mean I've seen local you know three Pete has a tape and some of those guys solo projects yeah, on and tape and, and stuff and yeah then, like like Feta and Steve just put their album yeah, out on yeah, tape yeah. And, uh, well I guess all those Crab Skull records are on tape too yeah and, exactly yeah. 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 so yeah. There's, a, there's a thing like, it's a thing eh? yeah I think it's just like I don't want to make CDs because I don't have anything to play CDs in. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a tape it feels like collectible. It does. You know? It's something, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Like, you might even buy a cassette and not have a cassette player just because it's, it's compact, it's yep. cool, and, you know, we, we we were pretty happy with the design of our cassettes. We think they they look pretty cool, so cool. hopefully people will be attracted to it whether or not... Uh, Right, whether they're listening to it in that format or not, they're at least yeah. coming home with something from the show or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I actually interviewed a guy who put out a cassette and didn't have a cassette player. Oh, yeah. Just because, like, <laughs> I guess it's, you know, it's this weird kind of growing in popularity thing. and Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to have something for people. You do, yeah. It'd be weird yeah. to have a release party and then not, just not sell any merch, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. On insurance, but I never ever purchase it. Only use a Lord name in vain when I'm cursing them. You just trying to maintain them out here flourishing. We can play the blame game, bazooka Joey for the win. Swimming in turpentine, breath like a blowtorch. Lingo so serpentine, stretching out the whole more. Know when you wear no hard binge into the bone storm. Call the grave digger, monster truck into your front door. Dying will be one regret. High till I'm so sore, blinded by the sunset. Riding in the folklore, rhinestone leather jacket, diamond eye, cold core. Picky nail. Working overtime till it broke off Slicing up my cards Entitled to the credit though Time and hitting harvest Fitty harder than they ever know Elephant memory Expected me to let it go Pedigree Heavenly remember me I'm setting stone Like the best day, motherfuckers choking. Bunch of fucking amateurs, nobody gonna play you. Jay rooted damage of you, playing yourself, but your screen test terrible. Hang you with your own belt, pay for the burial. You can't click a bunch of ham and eggs. You suck your own dick if you spam. You're a beggar, I'm the wrong entrepreneur. Put a hole in my head. You see what I'm thinking, and I roll with the dread. Bright yellow Walkman, phone never dead. Ranking in the top ten, I go to Mong Man. I'm a doomsday prophet with the dough in the end. Tightrope walking, take a stroll, know the ledge. Yo. 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 
well, once this album comes out on the 29th, what is the what's the plan afterwards? I know you said you know you're probably going to work on more stuff together, but as far as shows and things like that, you're going to do a show, you know, yeah, to, well, to launch it. But then, yeah, we have the December 29th at the Garrick Hotel Bar is is the album release party for this, and then we're gonna we're gonna link up with some other locals who have some stuff to pump, and, okay. and we're gonna play some more shows with them. Because you both have your own stuff as well, right? I mean, it's not just this is not the only thing here. I mean, you just put out a tape what in the summer and yeah. Yeah, I've, and I've got, um, I've got, like most of the work for an, for a very short EP with Peanuts and Corn. Oh, cool! Okay, coming okay. out um, in the new year. So yeah, it never stops. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Sometimes, uh, sometimes the tap is on. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the tap is off. Will you be playing shows together whenever it's this project? Though, whenever you're performing songs from this project, or will it be sometimes you just use the beats that you know that Rob's already made th- for the album? I think it's a possibility, but. For the most part, we're gonna be we're gonna be playing together. Okay. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just the uh, some of the songs demand, like um, the first single that we're putting out is called Yuletide Bandit. Okay. Uh, and that's about Very seasonal. Yeah. Well, and it's about Michael Cernick, a local guy who robbed a bunch of banks and armored trucks. Okay. Yeah. In the early two thousands. Isn't that the same guy the Hot Life Guys did a song about? Oh, it's possible. It's possible. Robbing the bank. Um. So, so yeah, so just the dynamics of that, we need more than one vocalist for. Okay, and, sure. Like I said, Rob sings on some stuff, so we're yeah. gonna we're gonna have him croon in. Um, so yeah, I'd rather have some. Ba- I need some backup. Yeah, know? yeah, for someone, sure. Someone big and imposing. <laughs> I just get so fucking pumped when he raps those songs too. I need <laughs> to be on stage, otherwise I'm gonna be throwing tables around. Yes, that might be good too. Yeah. Well, fuck no, I might hurt someone. <laughs> or yourself. You'll never or get, myself. Yeah. You'll never play in this town again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the people probably listening to the, uh, the this show and listening to the album, you know, like I said, they've heard both of your music before. Where do you think this fits in? Is there anything that you can compare it to with any previous projects you've done sound-wise? Like, I mean, from your end, does it sound, do the beats on this sound like anything someone's heard from you before? Or, like, does it remind you of anything you've done in the past as far as the beats go? Uh, I think it sounds like all this shit I do. Okay, like it has that Rob Crook's feeling? Yeah. <laughs> one, one more time with Rob Crook's feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Let me hit you off again with some of that Rob Crook's feeling. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what people think when they listen to my music. Right. Usually when I work... <laughs> do you wonder what they think? Though? Like, or is that at that point, is it just it's done, hurts, whatever, they can do what they want with it? to think about that. Yeah. No, I don't know. No, but no, that's actually like a legit. I mean, I'm joking, but it's a legit question. Like, once this maybe for both of you, once you put something out there, do you are like, are you worried about how people are going to receive it, or is it just this is done? They can take it and do what they want with it, and now it's kind of out of your hands. Or are you overly concerned about you know, are people going to like this? How are they going to react? What? Uh... Uh, well, I could. I kind of have a a story kind of okay. about that, which was a few years ago. Uh, I did a photo shoot for a record I was putting out. So, you, you know, you got your... Obviously, you have the, the album and the album cover, but yep. when you do pub, you, you know, you need some glamour boy shots or whatever. <laughs> so I had some shots done, and in, and in one of the shots, I was smoking a joint. Yeah. And a woman who I'm friends with on Facebook got upset about me smoking in the photo. Right. You know, is this the kind of example you want to set? Na 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 na. And I think she overestimates just how little people care about me you know like or how much people care about me right right um 
And so for that reason, you know, and, and my response to her was like, you know, I don't make music for children, first of all. But, but secondly, you know, I'm not like receiving a bunch of money from Pepsi. Sure. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm not in your face and I'm, it's not like I'm uh, unavoidable. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I believe we occupy such a small space that that worrying about how people were going to react to something would it would just it would be stifling you know okay. like um yeah it's you know it's it, it's the same way i feel about like sampling and stuff like that right it's like if somebody wanted to to sue sue me over a sample it's like a hundred percent of zero dollars yeah right right is right. zero dollars you know what i mean <laughs> so so I'm just going to do my thing in this very, very tiny corner, you know, this, this very, very, you know, minuscule niche. And uh, I know there's a couple hundred people out there who are going to listen to everything I do sure. and, and are going to really love it. And, and on, in the broader spectrum, I know there's a few thousand people that either used to buy our records or know me, you know, by proxy sure. through someone else. Sure. And uh, if more of them like it, great. And if less of them like it, well, you know, we only press up x amount of tapes <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we hope yeah. to sell them all and and then on to the next you okay. know okay i think it's oh, easy sorry, sorry. sorry i think it's easier like when i get putting out a record like this like i'm actually more ex excited for people to hear it okay whereas like if i put my own stuff out i might have more of those insecurities and doubts yeah yeah sure but because i when i listen to what joe did and i'm like that's 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 good that's crazy good so i know that we have something yeah so I think it's almost like, I don't know if Joe feels the same way, but I feed off, like I, I get more confidence from the fact that we did it together, you know? Okay. So I'm excited for people to hear this record. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm at with it too. Whereas I, w I think with solo records, I'm excited for people to hear it, but it's mixed with a little bit more sure, insecurity. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that makes sense. I mean, especially because the solo, your solo records, the, the lyrics are yours, right? I mean, mm. this uh, different from your end. Yeah. 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 That's, I don't know. I'm always curious about that because I think that a lot of people, they release something and as soon as it's out there, they can just forget about it. Not forget about it because they have to still promote it and yeah. do shows and stuff, but they can not worry about what people think about it or what kind of reaction it gets or what reviews it gets or whatever. And then some people with the complete opposite where they are completely paranoid. Like, yeah. what if people hate this thing I made and then what am I going to do? And then, you know. Yeah. Right. I, I think it goes away maybe with the frequency with which you release stuff. It's been a couple of years. It's been a few years for me. But, you know, it's, I believe this is, I'm up over 10 albums as part of groups and, yeah. and, and solo now. Um, I've, you know, I've heard people not like my record, you know, I've, I've seen some shit talking on the internet, but in the grand scheme of things, especially live, you know, with, when people can see it and feel it, you know, they see it and they go, this is something, you know, yeah, like, yeah. um, this is someone who doesn't perform with dubbed in backup tracks, um, who isn't taking any bars off, you know, like I, I hold myself to a high standard. I hope the audience feels that, Sure. you know? Sure. Well, I, this is going to make me lose. Not that I have any cool points, but if I did, this is going to make me lose a bunch of them. Um, I, I got free tickets to see that, uh, Vanilla Ice and like two live crew and all that shit. Oh that yeah. The, Center. I love the nineties. And the way it ended was, um, they decide. I guess Coolio couldn't make it across the border or something, and uh, so it ended. The show ended with. I laughed before it ended. Ended, but Vanilla Ice just started yelling things over top of, like. Oh, they just played the song. Contemporary rap songs. Like it wasn't right. even old stuff anymore. Yeah. He was just literally yelling, 
And it, I, I felt bad for him. Yeah. Because right. his, his set ended and he, he only had the energy to play like six songs. And then he's there for an hour just hyping up the crowd. Oh, he had to fill time. He had to fill time. Yeah. And it was, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, you know, I, I realize this is very different. This is a guy it's who a was... a job, though. But right? it, yeah, it, it is. It's a job. Yeah, he's just, uh, it, just the, the idea of the backing tracks reminded me of this because yeah. he's just yelling over someone else's tracks. We did that, though. We, we went to see Naughty by Nature at the casino. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was at, I went to that, too. Yeah, I saw you there. Yeah. And, uh, they did like half of their set was them playing tracks from the 90s being like remember this that's what this yeah. thing was remember yeah, yeah, this yeah. and it was like it was kind of cool but it's like at the same time it's like that's I, a weird job to have yeah yeah, yeah for sure I, yeah. I, I bet you that shit goes over like gangbusters in like Vegas and oh, yeah, Daytona yeah, yeah, Beach yeah. you know like well I mean considering how well it went over here which is pretty good yeah, yeah. like I can only imagine how well it went in places like that yeah, yeah. you know yeah. If, or like on some fucking cruise where they just feed you shrimp yeah, yeah. and Pinot Grigio all day, you yeah. know, like, and, and it's just like, let's bake these people in the sun, you know, and get <laughs> them wasted, hits, yeah. and then yeah. have them scream along with, with you know, Limp Biscuit or whatever, yeah. or whatever you yeah. know? Like, yeah. I guess that's why all those bands are doing cruises now and stuff, right? It's like, you know, there's actually one that's like a 90s rock cruise. It's all these forgotten one hand wonders from the 90s all playing on the same cruise together. Yeah, there's a, there's like a... There's a hair metal one that yeah, I yeah. really, really like to go on. I think it'd be super fun. Be fun yeah. It'd be weird, like if you were that in that band, though. Like I would fucking, I would do it because why the hell not? Yeah, before but, like, you're that point, yeah, why not? What is your life like <laughs> if you're just like, yeah, let's go on this fucking cruise, I guess, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, and play question. fucking like this Sex and Candy song? Well, at that point too, <laughs> Marcy's yeah, playground. Yeah. <laughs> at that point too, you're probably the only original member left anyway. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, there's like a bunch the, of twenty-year-old guys. The who... only member who hasn't been killed off by the norovirus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the cruise ship. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I brought that up. It just the, the backing tracks thing reminded me of that weird show I was mm. at. Yeah, I was. Uh, I felt the worst for uh, Two Live Crew because I think there's only one guy who's original at this point anyway, and they were just lurching across the stage. Yeah. Like they weren't. They were trying to get people hyped up, but it yeah. was it wasn't working. Well, it was working, but you know, yeah, it, yeah. right. It was kind of just that's an so it was just sad, like, too, yeah, like yeah. in general. I think the ideal way to see one single member of Two Live Crew was to see Fresh Kid Ice at the zoo. Yeah. In the late, or the 2000 aughts yeah. somewhere. Um, I remember that. Which I was at, which was in quite a spectacle. Yeah, my wife was working at the zoo at the time, and she, uh, she we were talking about this when we went to this other show, and she's like, yeah, this is different than the last time I saw I was, them. Oh, yeah. I there was, was some, like, there was some nudity. Yeah. There really? was some wild ass nudity. And <laughs> from, I, from and, who? And it was wild from the zoo. <laughs> there, was, there was, like, two. You know, two ladies were having a really good time. They so were, from the crowd, they just hopped up, and it, it was like Amateur <laughs> Wednesday at the Jeez. zoo. You know, like yeah. it was, wasn't the first time, and it probably wasn't the last. I like I was on, I was on the road when that show was in Winnipeg, and uh, we stopped in Red Deer, and yeah. that show was in that same two live crew show was happening in Red Deer, and I was just like, holy fuck, <laughs> how crazy would that show be? Yeah, it'd be pretty nuts. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess this is a ridiculous question, but like. Connected to that, there's obviously a, a group of, especially with the peanuts and corn stuff that you did, you know, over the last however many years. There's a group of people, probably in Winnipeg and beyond, who love that stuff. Like that's, you know, obviously you're not gonna be doing cruise ships or you know playing uh, in the, I love the I 90s only, or whatever. I, one can only but hope. Are there people who just like <laughs> wish that you were still doing that stuff, like and, and ha- kind of haven't progressed past the fact that this isn't the thing anymore? Right. Well, I. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to sound like an it, asshole, but like that stuff was great. But yeah. Well, there's there's two it's things. It's been ten years at least, right? Like since. There's two things. One one of which is this is new for rap because this is this is this is rap 
aging. Yeah, do you know what course, I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the difference is 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 like there's a there's kind of a path for smaller bands to get by doing stuff forever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if you you know like I said I'm I'm gonna be forty when you get to where I'm at nobody thinks that it's cool to rap. You know what I right, mean? No matter right. how mature the music I make is or or whatever. You know like so it's 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 just a we're breaking trail, you know what I mean? So who knows moving forward what it is. Right, because most of the, 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 the popular rappers, mainstream rappers, you know, your age and older, are just doing that thing where they go and do a couple hits and then, you know, walk around the stage yelling shit. Like, yeah, and if you can get it, yeah, go yeah. for it, right? But um, When you're at a level where you're you know, independent, local, all that. It's hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you know, playing a cruise ship wouldn't be so bad. I took a, <laughs> I took a ferry from... Uh, Helsinki to uh, Tallinn, Estonia, with a casino in the ass end of the boat and a three-level uh, uh, discotheque okay. on the other end, where like Russian gangsters just like smoked cigarettes beside their bored wives. And, and <laughs> if I could have that job, if I could rap to those people, <laughs> the bored wives on the a Russian ship, I would yeah. I would do it forever. Yeah, I would never get off the ship. John Smith and Sweatshop Union. Mathematic on a fucking underground Canadian rap cruise. Yeah, exactly. The northern, the northern touch. The butter, the, the, the butter babies. <laughs> Just me and Cypher, my peeps. <laughs> Where was he from? Like Kenora or some shit? No, no. Cypher was from Boston. He was but from... then they moved to Vancouver. Oh. Remember Cypher? This is for my peeps. Yeah, yeah. We roll deep. Yeah. How many people from that era, Canadian-wise, are still doing it at this point? Like, I mean, a lot, obviously a lot of them are still. But only not, on, not, the only one still squeezing anything out of it would be Maestro and, right, and yeah. Cardinal, I guess. Maybe Socrates as a songwriter. Sure. I know Socrates does a lot of stuff as a songwriter, but um, and so, yeah, Socrates got behind the uh, behind the scenes a long time ago, right? Like where he was. I don't know what he was doing, but he was doing stuff like in the industry, more label labely kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 But, um, but yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, that old, that old stuff, there was never a lot of money in Canada in the first sure. place, right? And that Canadian fame is a real, uh, it's a real, what's the word? It's, it's an illusion, right? Like, like imagine being a guy like Shaw for instance, yeah. you know, who probably gets recognized everywhere he goes, you know, like, I don't know if Shaw is just working in an office or, might be, if, yeah. you know, like if he's a real estate agent or, or whatever, or if he's like ghostwriting for people, you know, maybe best case scenario, but, but you yeah. give up all that anonymity, but aren't rewarded for it. Sure. Like you would be on the other side of the border for sure. instance, right? So what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, just, just, you, you, create, yeah, you do so. it cause yeah. you, you yeah. hopefully you do it because you love it, you yeah. know? And, it, and if you did it. For fame, you're in for <laughs> you're in the wrong you're place. In for a lot time. of yeah. uh, Morden Corn Festival gigs, you know, <laughs> like it's not so bad. Corn and apples, <laughs> it's all right. All the corn and apples you can take. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of a good place to maybe uh, wrap it up. And all the corn and apples you can take. So the album Schadenfreude. Where can people get it, and when can they get it? Okay, they'll be able to get it on the 29th. It'll be available at the show in cassette form. Okay. And yeah, with the cassette, you get the uh, you get the digital access code. So even if you don't have a cassette player, it doesn't mean you uh, you there's no reason to buy the tape or not buy the tape. Sure. It'll also be up on Bandcamp. 
and it will be available like on all streaming services. Okay, and Eat 'Em Up Records as well. We'll have the physicals. Yeah, cool. And then um, if people want to find more music by both of you individually, um, what do they do for you, Rob? Just go to uh, robcrooks.com. Okay, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, uh, for me, you know, it's it's about the labels, right? So, yeah. you know, if you need the if you want to check out the peanuts and corn stuff, um, then you go to peanutsandcorn.com. I believe there's a Bandcamp site for that or, or page for that. Um, I've also put out records on Foul Tone with Cut Down. That's an album called Minor League MVP that's right. out there somewhere. Uh, it's true because of rhymes I did with a producer named Murdoch. That's out, floating around out there in the ether. Maybe it might even be on Marathon of Dope. Still, I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't even have a copy. Of it. If you got a copy of that, hook me up. <laughs> Um, Sign it and send yeah, it to Joe. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but the best the best way to to stay up on what I'm doing would be to follow me on Twitter. Uh, Bazooka Joe 204 is the handle. Um, yeah, that's uh, uh, that's probably the best way to stay abreast of, of what I'm doing musically. Cool. And if anyone wants to hear more episodes of this show, you can go to witchpolice.com. All 340 some episodes are on there for free download and streaming. You can also tune in on Sundays at midnight to 101.5 UMFM, and you can hear old episodes of the show. And yeah, all the Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, you look up Witch Police, most of the time you're going to find this. Yeah, that's it. The podcast. Thanks, Thanks, thanks for hanging out. Woo! Podcast! He was a criminal mastermind, one this province had never seen before. Michael Cernick, W.O. Tide Bandit, was a calculated Yeah.
money. I took their bullets. I did what you want. I did what you couldn't. This place alone. And it made me like, they think I'm crazy. All the hate inside. I won't surrender. Can't make you try. She ain't want my hand. I have to take my life. until his arrest in 2002.